You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the playoff edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Pelicans Insider Credential, member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com. Here with you all on this, what is it now, a Tuesday, a happy Tuesday here in New Orleans as the Pelicans beat the Los Angeles Clippers on the road 113-100 to to punch a ticket to the playoffs for the first time in three years and the first time under head coach Alvin Gentry. Yeah, that's right. The Pelicans are in the playoffs, though what seed and who they're going to be facing is going to actually be in doubt until we get to the game Wednesday when the Pelicans take on the San Antonio Spurs. Yes, they're in. There's a lot of happiness and jubilation about all of this, but there's still a bit of a ways to go if you maybe want to make some noise or advance out of the first round. And there's just a ways to go before we even find out who they're playing or what seed they're going to be. But that's going to be for another day. We'll talk about that game against the Spurs and all of that. Uh, today, or sorry, on when or tomorrow, there we go. And then we're also going to look at maybe the playoff options for the Pelicans today. What seeds they could fall, should they win, should they lose, and then we'll, of course, recap that again. But first, we're going to recap the game against the Clippers, talk about the Pelicans getting into the playoffs, some of the changes we've seen from this team, and then just kind of do a real quick one today, but there's going to be a lot of extra podcasts this week, so make sure you stay tuned for those. So even though the Clippers were eliminated from playoff contention before this game started the other night, the the Clippers said they wanted to play spoiler. They still have pride on the line, and Doc Rivers even though there's a lot of tanking going on around the league right now, said he wants to kind of keep his integrity, be true to the sport, and he's going to go out and try and win, and even if that means knocking a team out of the playoffs, that's what it means, and this is how it's supposed to go. This is the competition that everyone wants late in the year, and the Clippers at one point gave it to the Pelicans. Even though the Pels were up rather big, they had a uh, double-digit lead in the first half, whittled down to actually a Clippers lead, and the Clippers led by as many as four in that second Second quarter uh, at one point, the Pelicans then responded on their own run to kind of take the lead back and just wrestle control of this uh, game. The Pels, it was a 12 and 0 run. And then basically over the rest of the game, the Clippers were out of it. The Pelicans were in control. Yes, a 20-point lead got whittled down to 13. No big deal there. Uh, but overall, this was a good win for the Pels. And you saw them having some fun with it too. Anthony Davis had some of the biggest dunks you've seen this year. There were a number of blocks and blocks and everything as well. Drew Holiday was engaged and adamant on defense, stealing the ball from everyone. Uh, this was exactly what you wanted to see. They also got a lot of help from a number of different guys. So let's kind of take a look at the box score here for the Pelicans. Of course, you've got Anthony Davis with 28 points. He had five blocks, just six rebounds, but they didn't need him to because Nikola Mirotic finished with 24 points, 16 rebounds. He was four of nine from deep. So he's hitting that deep 
shot. Things are looking up for him. Apparently, we all just need to shave our beards. Etwan Moore was great on the night. He had 19 points. He had three assists, five rebounds. It was two of six from deep. Not still shooting as best as he has been, but still getting better. And he's learning to score in other ways. You see him driving and attacking exactly what you want to see out of him. Drew Holiday with just eight points, but 11 assists, uh, three blocks. He was tremendous defensively to close out the first half the Pelicans had four straight possessions where they ended the Clippers trying to score right there it was two Drew it was two stops by Drew Holiday and then blocked by Anthony Davis and then another stop by Holiday empty possessions for the Clippers certainly put the Pelicans right in control Rajon Rondo was great five points nine assists he was lobbing it to Anthony Davis uh, off the bench, you had Ian Clark making his return from injury. 13 points from him. Not really much else you could have wanted from any of these guys in this game. And the, the interesting thing was, at one point, the Pelicans offense looked very, very bad. And then they resorted to running kind of half-court pick-and-rolls between Holiday and Davis, Rondo and Davis, to try and generate some easy offense, easy looks, get that defense moving again to create open shots on the perimeter when this team swung it around. They took 33-point attempts last night. That's a bit of a high number for them. They hit 11 of them. You're shooting over 36% there from deep. I think that's what the Pelicans want to do, and they did it through their big man and just simple pick-and-roll play for the Clippers Sundarius Thornwell had a monster dunk late in the fourth he finished with a team high 20 points and basically on that dunk murdered uh DeAndre Liggins Liggins isn't going to want to watch that one ever ever again the Pels got out and ran too you saw them running really late into the game as well they had 23 points in the fast break just eight turnovers one of the more concerning things which we've seen come up recently but still doesn't end up killing the Pelicans because their defense has been so good down low defending the rim second chance points and offensive rebounds they gave up in this game uh it was 16 offensive rebounds led to 22 second chance points for the clippers 76 points in the paint for los angeles as well compared to the 58 for the pelicans normally that's not a good thing for the pels and that's a recipe to for disaster here but when you're, you're, one, not shooting as well as the Clippers did, and they weren't great from deep, they took just 17 threes, only hit two of them, so they had to do their work on the inside. But the Pelicans have excellent rim protection in Anthony Davis down low. You're not seeing Emeka Okafor as much. You've got to wonder if he's going to be on the bench. And we talked about this uh, earlier, or yesterday's podcast, that you know maybe it's better to keep Miritich in there with the way he's starting. And also starting Miritich in the middle of that slump he was going through and everything, and not shooting well, but to throw him in the starting lineup and kind of give him that vote of confidence that head coach Alvin Gentry did was a tremendous move. And you have to think that played part of it in getting him kind of back on track and shooting as well as he did, that the coaching staff believed in him because certainly I don't think anyone else was at that point. So big 113-100 win for the Pels. They're now in the playoffs officially. There's no more magic number. Now it just comes down to seeding, which we're going to talk about in just a second here. But before we do that, you guys know what I'm going to tell you, and that's make sure you check out LockedOnPelicans.com. We're going to have a lot of coverage up there over at the site talking about the playoff matchup once we find out who that is. Get everything you need to know and get prepared for the playoffs, and you can do that over at LockedOnPelicans.com. So even though the Pelicans have clinched a playoff spot, there is still very meaningful basketball here in the Smoothie King Center in the city of New Orleans and for the city of New Orleans 
on Wednesday as the Pelicans will take on the Spurs. We'll, of course, preview that game tomorrow, go in depth on how the Pelicans can win this one. We might do a real deep dive there, kind of warm up for our playoff matchups, how we got to talk about those a little bit. But to give you just a general idea, and it depends on a couple of other things to shake out as well, but we're just going to assume the Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Memphis Grizzlies in their finale. If the Pelicans win on Wednesday, they are no worse than the fifth seed. They can finish four or five. Pelicans' loss on Wednesday is going to make him the eighth seed. It's as simple as that. Four, five, or eight. There's no in-between anymore when it comes to this. So there is a lot at stake. Finishing eighth and a first-round matchup with the Houston Rockets, not ideal. You win, you avoid them, and you maybe are going to, well, then you're almost certainly going to end up playing a Portland Trailblazers team, either with home court advantage or without it, but they're banged up. They're not playing particularly well. They scored just 82 points last night in a game we all would have really liked them to win. So this has been a lot of fun, and we're going to have a lot of fun on Wednesday. There's also a actual play-in game. We've seen this kind of a little bit before when the Pelicans took on the Spurs a couple of years ago in the regular season finale. You win and you're in. But this is winner goes home between Minnesota and Denver, both sitting at 46 and 35. Winner goes to the playoffs. The other one is going to be out. And if I had to ask for anything, I might say I want Denver in instead of Minnesota, given the way that Minnesota handled New Orleans this year, should they somehow meet in a future uh, playoff matchup in the second or third round. Uh, but also Denver is a rough place to play. That's going to be a lot of fun. Meaningful basketball on the final day of the regular season. You can't ask for much more than that. And basically everything's almost set in the entire Eastern Conference. you got Toronto, Boston, Philly, and Cleveland are going to be the three and four seeds. Indiana's locked in at five. You got Milwaukee at six, uh, Miami at seven, and the Wizards at eight in what's going to be kind of an annoying East bracket. Those teams are going to really kind of beat each other up a little bit, and it should be a lot of fun. Also, don't forget the Locked On NBA podcast is five days a week, and I'll be on tomorrow previewing all of the biggest matchups of Wednesday's game as I co-host every Wednesday on the Locked On NBA podcast. So make sure you listen and uh, you and subscribe. There we go. I'll say it one day. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast. So about two months ago, the Pelicans had just lost their fifth uh, game after DeMarcus Cousins went down in six games, and things looked over. The team was sitting 28-26, and I think most people had kind of written this Pelicans team off from making the playoffs. And I think that was probably maybe, I guess, not the right take as we've seen now. But certainly was the common idea and refrain amongst almost everybody, including fans as well as media, during that time. And since then, the Pelicans have gone 19-8. and That's 11 games above 500 and gotten into the playoffs for the first time since 2015. That is an excellent job by almost everyone involved uh, with the coaching staff with the front office, and it's been tremendous just all around for this franchise. Anthony Davis has gone supernova during that stretch, and we'll talk about some of those numbers that he's put up later in the week. We're going to go just quick 
and easy today before we really dive into some specific topics the rest of this week and hopefully longer than that as the Pels look to maybe make a deep playoff run. Probably not, but still, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Anthony Davis has gone supernova. Drew Holiday has played just absolutely outstanding on multiple levels. Offensively, yeah. Defensively, even more so to the point that head coach Alvin Gentry said it would be disappointing if he didn't make the first team all defense uh, team or whatever you want to call it. If he wasn't first team all defense at the end of the year and you saw it again on display last night in the win over the Clippers and that other win over the Clippers earlier on in the year too on the road where he had that game ceiling strip. You can't post him up. He'll block you that way. He, he pulls the cherry, grabs the steel. It's just a tremendous job that he's done. Those two guys have kept the Pelicans afloat into this. You also can't forget Ray, uh, Rajon Rondo who's played so well during some of this stretch since that benching in Philadelphia that that's made a world of difference too. We made jokes that Rondo wasn't who he was anymore or that he just wasn't good anymore in general. And there were periods of time where we did see very, very bad Rondo. But he's turned it around and been instrumental to the Pelicans getting to the playoffs, keeping this offense going, and playing at the super-duper high pace that they have played it during this year since the DeMarcus Cousins injury. To reinvent yourself on the fly is not an easy thing to do. And to have to retool your roster in the middle of the season, something we've seen Dell Demps be very good at before, is also very hard to do. And this Pelicans team managed to do it. The trade for Miritich was clearly a good move. Bringing in a Mecca Okafor really stabilized that front court rotation, really helped the defense in some rebounding as well during that time. And you can't say enough about that. Hopefully the Pelicans do introduce Alvin Gentry during the games. Um, and tomorrow, as they play the Spurs at home, it's about time they get back to doing that. And people should cheer them. It's our job in the media to give them flack, to criticize decisions, but also to praise them when they do good things, which we've done a chunk of this year, particularly in the second half here on Locked On Pelicans. So I think that's an important thing. you got to kind of be fair and balanced, even though I don't really want to use that phrase with it. But that's an important thing. And this team and this coaching staff and this front office has all done a great job. It's never one group's you know, uh, being the culprit for anything bad. They're also not the, the good, the superhero for it being anything good. So it's taken a lot of people with the team to be able to do. And you've certainly seen that. It's been a lot of fun to watch. It's been a long year. I won't lie to you guys. Doing a podcast daily takes a lot out of you at times. Um, so I'm almost ready for this to end. We can just chill out for a little bit. But this has been a lot of fun. And you've got to really admire this team for the adversity they face, how they've come through mentally tougher from that, which has maybe been the biggest difference I think for most of us during this time so this is going to be a whole lot of fun as we get one more really really meaningful play, uh, game in the regular season and then at least two home playoff games And if you've never been to a home playoff game here in New Orleans go get your tickets right now they are on sale and it is a lot of fun I will certainly be there for all of those as well so that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. And Pelicans fans, enjoy this. You guys deserve it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Take pride in what this team has accomplished and sticking through with them for the year. And never giving up if you did never give up. And even if you did give up, it's totally okay. That's fine. Just enjoy this. Don't be dicks and be petty about it. No one likes that. 76ers fans are insufferable right now. Don't do that. Don't retweet articles of people burying the team in dead. Does that change anything? No, it doesn't make this feel better for you whatsoever. This Pelicans team is in. That's all that matters. Take pride in that. 
be, I don't, I don't know, like comfortable in your fandom. It doesn't help to put anyone down. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, so enjoy this though. It's going to be a lot of fun and go get your playoff tickets. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening all season, even though we're not done just yet. It's been a lot of fun. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow to really break down the massive game at home on the final day of the regular season for the Pelicans. 